Hello there, and welcome to an episode on Android Kikaider, a weird little side franchise in tokusatsu history that actually influenced far more than you know, which we're inserting here in place of a regular episode because last week, Evan and Chris were trying to murder me by talking about the Kamen Rider Kikai arc of Zeo, not knowing anything about it, and just twisting the knife with little things like, oh, this seems like a very Showa-era character. Yes, there was a whole series. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, Shotaro Ishinomori once again, the guy behind the original Rider, Cyborg 009, a lot of stuff, was the original creator of Android Kikaider as well. It was created in 72 and ran until 73, and to put this into perspective, we're still so early in this whole tokusatsu business that the original writer is winding down, and just before Kikaider ends, V3 is going to debut. The original Kikaider is notable for a bunch of reasons, and it's gotten a lot of love in the writer franchise in recent years, really. But that's... Partly due to their shared DNA and production over the years. You know, both the Shinomori children, uh, a lot of the staff from one were doing work on the other, especially with, you know, the same guy going back and forth between the two shows. So, whereas the original Kamen Rider was a man converted into a cyborg who escaped brainwashing and became a defender of the innocent, Kikaider started on a way more questionable foot. Dr. Komiyoji was a robotics expert forced into the service of the organization Dark and its leader, Professor Gill, who had kidnapped his children as leverage. From within his prison, he took a long-shot gamble. He designed a humanoid robot named Jiro, trying to get it smuggled out to save his children under its secondary hidden guise, the red and blue android Kikaider. This plan goes tits up when an incomplete Kikaider is forced to flee the burning base with the children in tow, killing the robot Grey Rider King, which, you know, I do wonder if that's not some kind of joke there in the name. And Komiyoji is presumed dead in the chaos, but has actually escaped with amnesia. The... So this is me kind of breaking from very informational script to say, uh, two-thirds of the original Kikaider series is dog shit, in my opinion. Most of the show after the initial episodes consists of Komiyoji stumbling through a locale, barely missing our main characters, his kids being in Jiro's care, there's a bumbling private investigator who's a descendant of Hattori Hanzo, and then there's going to be a fight scene where you will hear Professor Gill tootle a flute because Jiro, who is a robot equipped with an incomplete conscience circuit, freaks the fuck out if he hears the flute all dark androids are programmed to obey. However, should he be able to transform into Kikaider, his alternate programming is immune to this. So, a lot of early episodes are just, 
Oh shit, the flute's playing. I can't transform. And rather than plug his ears, which he will eventually do, they get very stupid with how he has to drown out that flute. Uh, he can just transform and then it's completely moot and the episode cleans up pretty quickly. Some of you are probably hearing a bit of this and going, wait a minute, I think I've heard this before. Hold off on that because it's going to get more blatant. The last so many episodes introduce Yuro's younger brother, a weapon guild develops named Hakaider with a human disguise named Saburo. His only goal is to destroy Hakaider, and he's probably the breakout character of the show because of this. There's a short arc where it seems like Jiro is dead, and since Do Professor Gill didn't give him any other programming, it sends the android into a complete despair over what his existence is for. The guy also has no respect for his creator. One of the most hilarious scenes in the series is Hakaider walking into a dark base through a wall, being told to do something, and then basically giving Gil the double bird as he leaps out through the ceiling, causing more property damage. There's some other subplots going on in this last chunk of the show, but uh, we're just going to go with, you know where this is going. Uh, our heroes get out alive, dark is destroyed... Or is it? And the Komioji family is reunited. Mitsuko, the daughter, who has actually been doing Jiro's repairs and takes after a lot of her father's skill, uh, offers to complete his conscience circuit, but he declines, saying he'll figure out his own path, and he sneaks off in the night without saying goodbye to any of them. And that's where the show ends. <laughs> So, the original Kakaider series is important in a lot of ways, despite the fact that I think it's mostly garbage. The obvious is that Mega Man has ripped this show the fuck off so many times, it's insane. And this is a thing that 99% of the West didn't really know for years, but like, the obvious would be X and his suffering circuit, Mega Man and Proto Man are clearly, uh... Hikaider and Hikaider. Base is hilariously Hikaider, especially his relationship with uh, Wily and Fuck You Dad instincts. Komioji and Gil are absolutely light and Wily. There's so much of this. If you want to get really granular, individual episodes can come down to this. Uh, Otto, especially, has a few nods to uh, Hanpei, the Hattori Hanzo character. Anyway. Let's talk about the fact that this is also likely the first tokusatsu show to be aired in America, and pretty contemporaneously. It was only a year later. You see, Hawaii has a shitload of Japanese expats and population, and one network, the Japanese-language KIKU-TV, would license and air shows that it thought would have crossover appeal. Android Kikaider became a subtitled broadcast named Kikaider, Android of Justice, in 1974, and that partnership continued on through the late 70s. Where this is fascinating is that, via a storefront known as Generation Kikaida, ending with an A rather than an ER, uh, still in Hawaii to this day, Toei extends a full license for release to these editions, and you have been able to buy for years fully subtitled complete collections of Android Kikaider. 
Kikaider 01, the sequel series, and Azuman, which is another weird Ishinomori one-off that had a Kikaider crossover, and Kamen Rider V3, as well as one of the films we'll cover later. There's an online front for anyone who wants them within the U.S., although they do point out on a few of the titles their license explicitly bans them selling to any address outside of the United States or Canada. Yes, this actually means there have been legal tokusatsu DVDs kicking around for much longer than Shout Factory's current look. It's the Power Rangers minus those white kids packages. Which, you know, is also cool and I'm glad it exists, because hopefully that's going to lead to, like, some common writer stuff soon? There's there's rumors? I would love that. Make it happen in the Reiwa era, y'all. I will pay. Kikaider 01 would air the next year, and while it's a better series and learned a lot of writing lessons from Rider and V3, becoming a more coherent whole, it doesn't quite have the same impact. The early episodes are very much trying to ape Kikaider's dynamic, except this time the kids being saved are Professor Gill's sons, uh, Jiro introduced himself with a guitar whenever he came onto the scene, and Ichiro, had the human form of O1, plays a trumpet, and Gil transplanted his brain into Hakaider's corpse after his death, making, uh, you know, the Hakaider squad with three other scientists who helped him do that. There's briefly a replacement for Hanpei in the form of a reporter who sucks so bad he vanishes from the show by the midway point and nobody thinks to ask where he went. As a result, halfway in is when the show switches gears and the remnants of Dark are finally wiped out, other than Gil Hakaider, and he gets picked up by an organization named Shadow, uh, not by his own free will. He actually really hates that he's kind of doing the thing that Komioji had to in the original series, being a robot developer slash second, turned third, turned fourth in command later. Uh, office politics at Shadow become a very common rider thing with all the generals fighting for power, and the villains become batshit insane in that back half, like someone who has an ink-seeking katana blade. Anyway, uh, one thing I will call out is that one of them is a pair of brother cyborgs who straight-out rip off villains from Cyborg 009, and in the end, our heroes triumph and... This is where Kakaider ends for decades. There are also some Ishinomori-penned manga versions, much like a lot of his tokusatsu work, where he got to do more grim, less standards and practices version of his stories. But as far as I'm aware, these are impossible to get in English, so I don't have much to say about them. I'm sorry. Shit gets fucking weird in 1995 when Toei decided to release a new film using these characters, which is only barely connected to the shows, 
Mechanical Violator Hakaider. The short version of this is Hakaider is woken up in the far future, and it turns out the Mesians from Shin Megami Tensei have taken over the planet, so he decides then and there that he is an atheist, a gun atheist. If you think I'm joking about this, I want to point out the film takes place in a church-run police state called Jesus Town, built over the ruins of Jerusalem, and the ruler of this place is a peace-by-all-cost Jiro now going by the nom de plume Michael. Once again, some of you are going to realize Mega Man ripped this off in the form of Mega Man Zero's Copy X, and it's a pretty surreal film. It It's not a one-to-one, and I know it's got a little too much polish to fit in this, but if you are familiar with the subgenre of Japanese film that gave us things like Tetsuo the Iron Man or other weirdly violent, not quite action films, but like sort of art house punk style, uh, it's very much in that vein. And since even the director's cut is sub 80 minutes, absolutely give it a watch if any of this sounds intriguing to you. And then in the 2000s, Kikaider got a new lease on life. In Japan, the Android Kikaider, the animation, debuted, adapting Ishinomori's manga to the screen and getting a brief OVA follow-up covering the Zero-One comic. Meanwhile, in Hawaii, KIKU decided it was going to introduce the character to a new generation and pulled both of the original series out as programming again. Roughly around this time would have been when those DVDs are released, uh, pinned down at best I can tell in 2001-2002. And then nothing happened until 2014 when we got Kikaider Reboot, which, to put it politely, sucked out loud. Some writer fans might have been aware of this one because it was one of the way too many forced crossovers in Common Rider Gaim, getting a brief arc that basically went, hey, I got a movie soon, before the character vanished from the plot. I'm not going to sum up what happens in this movie, because it's nearly two hours long, wastes your time, and ends with about 99% of the name cast dead, while a villain we barely saw collects a corpse and goes, Everything went off according to my plans, which you will see in the sequel. There was never a sequel. This brings us around to Kamen Rider Kikai, and why this is placed directly after last week's Zeo coverage. See, Kikai is a giant pun on every level about the Kikaider franchise. The actor playing Rider Kikai is Jingi Iri, who was uh, Jiro in the reboot film. His human costume is based on what the original series Zero wore. The episode he's introduced is entitled It's Kikai, or Kikai Da. His finishing move is Kikai Will Destroy, or Kikai De Hakai Da. I cannot stress enough how that entire two-episode arc was on every level, a love letter to this weird franchise I'm amazed they got to stick in the middle of Zio. And it should also be noted that just like how we kept mentioning the returning showheads writing each arc in Zio early on, the writer of the Kikaider reboot film handled that pair, and so I don't know if it's meant to be. I would love to hear what went down with that movie because of the fact that it's a mess, and it... Uh, I I feel like the guy who did 
this episode that's very, oh yeah, I love this franchise, let's have some fun with this, let's do a little quick in and out, is not the same guy who got shoved into doing what was clearly meant to be the start of a new franchise that would never come about. So I, I do wonder about that. Anyhow, you have just heard about, oh, 99% of every bit of Kikaider media. There was also a slight bit of crossover, as we mentioned, with the series Inazuman and one OVA that never came to the U.S., unlike the Android Kikaider, the animation set, which was a one-episode crossover between Inazuman and Kikaider entitled The Man with the Guitar. So that's on YouTube with subtitles if you actually want to view it, and would probably be a good way to see a lot of weird Ishinomori stuff that never really got a foothold. As well, again, uh, Generation Kikaida continues to sell those DVDs to this day, and if you are one of our North American listeners, feel free to look those up and maybe dip into a chapter of tokusatsu history you did not know existed and could be purchased legally. I'm Fletcher, and I will see you all next week where we have a new episode coming up that will begin Common Rider Kiva. Ta-ta!